1: I'm Dana Lake, and I'm your host for the hour. And this is a reminder that the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com. That's myvillagegreen.com. And a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. You can ask questions and get answers. They carry superior supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. I also want to remind you about IQUHealth.com. That's IQUHealth.com. And this is Village Green's resource for evaluation of your unique biochemistry via laboratory findings, genomics, and your lifestyle habits and exposures. The term used is epibiogenetics and the information provided is unique to you. It's a blueprint of your current health issues and your predispositions. Findings and recommendations can be shared with your health care providers. That's iquhealth.com. And another reminder that we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., please tune in next week for more information on healthy living. Now, it's an honor for you to listen to Dr. Naysha Winters, naturopathic doctor who is a global healthcare authority in integrative cancer research. And our subject is integrative oncology. I want to tell you a little bit about Dr. Naysha. She's a sought after luminary and, as I said, a global healthcare authority. Her personal journey with cancer and a medical career spanning over 25 years has Dr. Naysha on a mission to educate and empower the nearly 50% of the population expect, expected to have cancer in their lifetime. Prevention is so important, and we will be talking about that. She's also a best-selling co-author of The Metabolic Approach to Cancer, which has received many accolades. So welcome to the show, Dr. Nasha.
2: Oh my word, what a lovely intro. Thank you, Dana, for having me.
1: Well, we're glad to have you. And this is an important subject. And I I think we don't cover it enough, because this is the trend. This is where cancer treatment and cancer prevention are moving. Uh, What made you decide to write the book? And who is the who to whom do you direct the information in the book?
2: What a great question to start. You know, I literally put this book because I um, had been co-facilitating with my husband since 2005 women in cancer retreats that later evolved into just cancer retreats, and then it evolved into cancer caregiver retreats, and then into cancer caregiver practitioner retreats, and they just morphed over the years. And in our four-day immersion. Um, I had been told that I was feeding them as if I was ha- having them sip water through a fire hydrant, with the amount of information <laughs> that I was sharing. I like <laughs> not, that. <laughs> not unlike me, really. <laughs> and that they kept my. So it was the patients and the and the people who attended these these gatherings said, "Nisha, you've got to put this into a book form." And so my co-author, Jess Kelly, was also an amazing nutritionist in my practice and helped co-facilitate a lot of these retreats. She's just got a great for my words and my language, and she also is a great writer and a great contributor because she's also passionate about this topic. And together we decided if we could do it together, we could probably pull it off, and that's just what we did. We wrote this book basically as an opportunity to put everything I've learned over almost three decades into one Resource because it's a lot of places I've learned over decades. There wasn't I didn't learn the things I know in school. I've learned them, you know, kind of in my what my patients would call a savior ass university S Y E N A university um, on my own, as well as with thousands and thousands of patients over the years. So these are things I've learned from people who have mentored me of things I've learned over the years, which has been a great place to have it stored. I honestly thought my mother and maybe a few patients would purchase and read the book, and it's been an incredible honor and uh, joy to see it reaching the hands of well over 50,000 people, as well as in five languages, on audio, two more languages coming out this year, and it seems like you noted at the beginning of our conversation, the time is now. The conversation, the trend is that we really need to put a different uh, you know, discussion together. And when I wrote the book, I thought it was going to be more for the patient and their caregiver. And what I have found is even in the conventional medical and the integrated medical community, that there's not a lot of education for them either. And so really, it's a book for all of us. come together at the table and have a very frank discussion about prevention and treatment above and beyond what we're being offered in standard of care.
1: Well, this is important, and I am just thrilled with this book. And as always the case, I was talking with a friend this weekend, and she asked me, she said, okay, i am finished all of my treatment. The doctor has mm. nothing to offer me except watch and wait uh, in case the, the cancer recurs. And I said, OK, I'm I'm going to be interviewing someone. And this is the perfect book. And, you know, there are no coincidences. And I know you know that, Nasha, <laughs> uh, But this is no coincidence. So I'm ordering the book for her today. Uh, Thank and you <laughs> and uh, my patients are certainly going to know about the book as well as my colleagues. And I congratulate you on your success. Uh, let's Thank talk you. about what people need to do preventively, and also yeah. what an integrative approach to cancer treatment involves.
2: Sure. Well, first of all, I really love that one of your sponsors for your show, the IQU Health, their approach is very similar to mine in that we can know ahead of time what sort of deck of cards we were given in this lifetime and know better how to play our hand. So we can get a lot of good empowering information before there's a problem. Our human nature doesn't really draw us to do that, but I'm hoping in the, these types of arenas, these types of circles and abilities to test your epigenetics and your labs prior to having a quote-unquote disease or symptom pattern that draws you to finally go and look at what's going on, it might encourage people to look way beforehand. That would be my number one recommendation because catching anything very early is where you have the greatest outcomes anyway, right? Or seeing trends such as like the main drivers of cancer and chronic illness today are, you know, metabolic issues around blood sugar chemistry, inflammation, and stress response. Those are kind of the three that plague all of us today. And knowing how that's translating into your own chemistry, your own biology is going to help you change your biography, well, you know,
1: I, I've been using uh, genomics uh, in my practice, and I, one of my favorite areas is preconception prenatal, and I also wow. focus on the autism community. And yeah. we look at the genomics of the parents and the children, and we yeah. use that information. I think it's very powerful. And a colleague said, but you're treating conditions that don't exist yet. And I said, what did we do before we had genomics? Well, we got family history, which may or may not be reliable and may or may not be accurate. And if there was an abundance of diabetes in the family history, then we'd talk to the patient about diabetes prevention. Now we are talking about that individual, the N of one that one mm-hmm. individual and what's important to that individual. And this is yeah. this is a a real change in not only research but in treatment. Case studies Perfect. have finally been validated as having importance. <laughs> so I'll let you go on and talk more about um about cancer prevention. Keep going. Yeah, well
2: First, of all, that's where I feel like but as you that once genomics hit the hit the hit the sort of workplace in in my field twelve thirteen years ago in my realm, it was a game changer is exactly as you alluded to because we had good you know we we had good guesses, but we're in the point in medicine today where we no longer have to guess we can literally test, assess, address and adjust accordingly, and especially as the new information keeps coming at us um, almost exponentially. So I feel like it is the most amazing time to be part of medicine is right now. And how that's translating prior to the changes we've seen, especially in the last few years in the world of oncology, the conversations I've been having with patients and doctors for over a quarter century, it was like it really fell on deaf ears. You know, I was explaining that there was inflammation was a driver, stress response, even trauma response in a a young age. Um, Definitely blood sugar issues were driving this. And epigenetics, you know, there were some genomic underpinnings. Those were ignored. Immune system I was talking about and a microbiome. These are things that naturopathic doctors, Ayurvedic practitioners, Chinese medicine practitioners we've been saying and doing for literally thousands of years in those older ancient medicines and hundreds of years in the naturopathic realm to say that these things start in the soil within us. And we didn't have a way to sort of translate that into what became our quote unquote standard of care medical system and medical terminology. But what's happened in the last two years is thanks to genomics, Thanks to a finally opening understanding of the microbiome, we now have a common language. And it's people like Dr. Mina Bissell, who's a very well-known cancer researcher, 30, 40 years in the field at this point. Even back then, she was saying, you guys, it isn't the tumor or the tumor cell that's the problem. It's the soil. It's the, what she called the extracellular matrix, which many of us learned in our biology courses what some people might call, um, the, you know, the, the terrain, that's what I call it. Yes. Some people might call it sort of our internal soil, you know, depending on your language and understanding it's, it's the same, you know, the, the same source. And that's this is important changed in the last two years. I
1: it want, it's beautiful. I, I want you to elaborate on this in the next segment, sure. because this is, sure. this is the basis uh, and the basics yeah with your approach. And so it deserves a lot of time. And listeners, if you've (laughs) just tuned in with us, you're with The Essentials of Healthy Living, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. With more interesting information from Dr. Naysha Winters, and we are talking about integrative oncology. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.
0: Solgar number seven can help you feel the difference. Solgar number seven actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number seven is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number seven help to increase flexibility mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar No. 7 says yes. Solgar No. 7, available at Village Green Apothecary.
3: com. Start the new school year off right with Pure Encapsulation's new Pure Nutrients Gummy. The new Pure Nutrients Gummy is a comprehensive multivitamin mineral complex enhanced with organic berries and fruits in a great-tasting fruit-flavored gummy that's suitable for the whole family. With higher levels of vitamins and minerals than other leading professional brands, the Pure Nutrients Gummy offers daily wellness support in a fun berry-shaped gummy multivitamin. The Pure Nutrients Gummy can be found at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new CogniShore
0: from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in CogniShore supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. CogniShore is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and cognizure. Remember Cognizure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake. I'm your host for the hour. And this is a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. They carry superior supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. Now, we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., tune in next week for more information on healthy living. Now, our guest today is Dr. Naisha Winters. She's a naturopathic doctor who is a global health authority in integrative cancer research, and our subject is integrative oncology. And at the uh, end of the first segment, we were talking about the terrain. So, Dr. nasha could you go into more detail about what the terrain is and how important it is?
2: Absolutely. And that's what I think, you know, um, on the break, we talked about that this is sort of a, a language that's starting to bridge the integrative or quote-unquote alternative community with our standard of care, you know, traditional medical community. And that's where we've understood physiology uh, is from a sort of extracellular matrix or the cytoplasm of the cell, where basically we'd always focused the attention on the DNA or the cell or the genetics that you can't change. That's where all of our energy has gone into the medical field for the last 75 or so years, Whereas there have been people who've been saying for well over 100 years, like Beauchamp, um, saying it's the terrain, not the, you know, know, not the bug, not the organism. Um, We moved into Pasteur's time, which made us focus more on bugs versus the soil in which those bugs grew in. Same thing with people like Dr. Otto Warburg, who at a time said, hey, cancer isn't a genetic disease. It's a disease at the mitochondrial level of the way the body utilizes fuel, sugar, or fat as its fuel source. That kind of got dismissed back in the 1920s, So he won a Nobel Prize for it. And we put all of our attention into, you know, uh, um, Watson and Crick into the DNA piece. And so over time, we kept having this hope that we would find the genome, you know, map it out and realize that's where all the information landed. But we didn't. It, it fell far short of our, expect- short of our expectations. And it was thanks to people still doing research behind the scenes that started to show us that it really is about the soil in our body. And what that means is that is completely dependent on what we put in, on, and around us at any given moment. And that includes food, quality air, and water. And even as esoteric as it sounds, the people that you choose to hang around with impact your well-being. As
1: well. Yes. Oh, that is so important. <laughs> Are we surrounding yes. ourselves in an environment that's toxic in all yeah. of the manufactured chemicals we have and the, the natural toxins that humans have been exposed to since human time on Earth? But we've really upped it with the manufactured chemicals that we don't even know if they're healthy or harmful. The testing has not been done. Only 200 have been tested out of more than 90,000 manufactured chemicals. And I I know I'm repetitive on this, but I always want to bring people back to we are in a different environment. And then, as you're mentioning, the toxic environment of people who have toxic personalities who bring you Um. down. And that has an impact. Talk a little bit more about that. It's really
2: important. It is important. You know, and again, back in the early 90s, at the time of my diagnosis um, in 1991, I stumbled upon the work by people like Candace Pert. Oh, yes. um, um, Right. The molecules of emotion, a researcher she's since passed away. Also, the work of people like Bruce Lipton, you know, a biologist, where we started to recognize that stress... Um, changed our physiology and increased these, what's known as cytokines, these little sort of chemical messengers that tell the, the immune system how to behave and tell inflammation how to behave in our body, good or bad, right? And, and that's where there was a, a, a field that was emerging known as psychoneuroimmunology. And at that time, psychoneuroimmunology was still sort of this, you know, vast like woo woo And yet the research in the last almost three, four decades has shown it to be very, very valid, that we can actually go in and test stress response in the body and see how it impacts our chemistry. So an example is, you know, they've done tests where they've seen people have a fight with their husband. And for three days after, their IgA, which is a major immunoglobulin, is suppressed, okay? So we know that stress and discourse create a suppression to our immune system right? That's one example. Other examples of research that have been very compelling and picking up momentum, especially in the last decade, is this concept known as ACE, Adverse Childhood Events. And your listeners could just Google that, go online and download uh, the 10-part question. It's a 10 questionnaire, 10 questions about experiences and exposures that one might have had before the age of 18. And interestingly enough, if you have more than three yeses, your incidence of having cancer or a chronic illness into young adulthood—you know, not waiting until you're 80 or 90 and getting a good old, you know, aging appropriate disease process—but early on, 20s and 30s and 40s, really chronic, devastating illnesses such as cancer, it goes up exponentially so as an example you know some of the questions might say hey were you did you have an alcoholic in the family were you exposed to poverty did you have any abuse you know in any form or fashion prior to the age of 18 and What happens is that basically wires our chemistry and wires our response to stress in a way that keeps us almost hyper-vigilant and hyperactive, which also weakens our reserves, our resources, and our immune system in a pretty profound way and sets us up for a lot of disease processes. So I think it's coming to a time when we cannot ignore traumatic events, toxic relationships, horrific, you know, even natural disasters and their impact on our health and well-being, and even just our day-to-day relationships, whether it's in the work or the home environment, impacts our immune system. It does. You probably hear this, right? And you'll hear people say, oh, my job is killing me. (laughs) Um, Listen to those words, right? Because (laughs) it's true. Oh, my word. So be mindful of that and start to change it. Do not Stay, I tell patients all the time, do not stay in the environment that has made you sick. And I also say to folks, you cannot heal from the soil in which you got sick. So you have to change everything from, like you said, the chemical exposures to the emotional exposures to the stress response to the hormonal exposures. We have major um, ability to change our outcomes.
1: Wow, I like what you said about you can't heal from the soil that made you sick, yeah, and I I exactly. think that's extremely important. And Candace Pert's work was brilliant. Oh. She discovered the neurotransmitters that she uh, are <laughs> called the Hoffman-Laroche receptors, and this right? was this was her work as a graduate student. Then she went on to NIH, but she was too progressive in her thought process. So they drove her out of town and she said something Mm -hmm. brilliant. She said, when they're chasing you out of town, carry a flag and look like you're leading the parade.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And she did. And she still does even um, in another form these days. (laughs) Yes. She
1: made a huge, huge leap in our understanding of human health. And thank you for mentioning her. Um, so yeah. let's keep this conversation going uh, <laughs> with the soil and the terrain and what people can do to make a difference in themselves.
2: Sure. And and this isn't meant to be a, a shameless plug for my book, but it's something that became very beneficial for me, for my my practice, and for thousands and thousands of people since, which is A simple questionnaire at the front of the book um, I've been using in clinical practice for over almost 20 years, which is broken down in 10 parts, which are what I personally have found to be the 10 major contributors to the health or disease of our terrain. And then it breaks each of those 10 sections into 10 questions. So what this allows is the patient to basically do their own inventory, you know, take Take inventory of what you are being, you know, exposed to, what is coming into the terrain of your body that could be helping or hindering your healthcare process. So what that does is it allows people, you know, like we talked about, we could do testing, like the IQU Health. And take a good inventory on the physiology, but you can also ask yourself a lot of simple questions to see what your blind spots are, see what your strengths are, and see where your weaknesses are. So most people will be shocked in the types of questions we ask of, wow, I never thought about the fact that I sit in front of my TV screen at night at 10 p.m. and wonder why I can't sleep well. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, those blue lights change our circadian rhythm. They cause inflammation. They actually upregulate insulin and make us insulin resistant. And they make our sleep horrific and they increase estrogen levels and they destroy our mitochondria, which are our little energy powerhouses. So when people tell me they have poor sleep, we often can find the source is, is actually what they're being exposed to with certain screen time and lights in their own home. That's a simple fix, right? A very simple fix.
1: So what I I want to do is go through uh, this questionnaire because I think this is important uh, and I think it's brilliant on your part uh, to do it this way. It it helps individuals focus. And for those of you who have just tuned in, I want to remind you that you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on fifteen hundred AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. Stay with us. We're having a wonderful conversation with Dr. Naisha Winters, and she's a global health care authority in integrative cancer research. And our subject today is integrative oncology. We'll continue with that. Stay with us folks. We'll be right back.
3: Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended mega food believes mother nature knows best they select only fresh whole food harvested at the peak of ripeness handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle mega food from farm to tablet Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't meet? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. Our expert team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths who can offer you advice on nutritional products and personalized healthy living plans. We also offer specialized lab and micronutrient testing to our customers. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. to the planet. Committed to pure and great tasting omega oils.
0: The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formulas Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green. Apothecary.
3: com.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. And a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. Now, we're here every Sunday morning at 10 AM. Please tune in next week. I'll be with you again, and we'll talk about healthy living. Now, today our guest is Dr. Naysha Winters. She's a global healthcare authority in integrative cancer research, and our subject is integrative oncology. And Dr. Naysha described to us the soil within us, the terrain, and now we're going to talk about the Terrain 10 and what they mean. So uh, let's continue mm-hmm. the conversation, Dr. Naysha. <laughs>
2: Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, again, what I was saying before, it, before the last break was that in my own work, there's, you'll see this in different forms. I've seen other people have kind of the top seven drivers of a cancerous chronic illness process. But in my work, I have found kind of 10 main contributors to the health or disease of our terrain, of our overall well-being. And those 10 will kind of rattle through the list and a little brief description of each. The first one is epigenetics, right? The the deck of cards you were dealt, right? This is like, these are what came from anywhere from four to 14 lines of ancestors ahead of you that have passed this information down into your own DNA. But it's also the part of our DNA that we can change, that we can overcome, that we can enhance, we can turn on or off its expression with things we choose to do with our diet, our lifestyle, the people we hang out with, our work environments, our passion, purpose, and joy, you know, play a role in how this responds as well. So definitely epigenetics is one of the big contributors to the bucket, right? Number two is our blood sugar metabolism. Um, Some people call it metabolic syndrome, our insulin response. Basically, we have become really good at burning a lot of sugar, and our body has forgotten this other tendency of also how to effectively and efficiently burn fat. Up until about 1850, we were, you know, in the Western world, were predominantly, quote unquote, low carb. But then in the 1850s, we moved into the Industrial Food Revolution and started processing sugar and flour and putting it into everything. So where we went from about 30% of our calories as carbohydrates, we moved it to closer to 70% today of carbohydrates. So our bodies only got kind of stuck in a sugar-burning mode, which is also very oxidizing, rusting to our inner works. So basically, the more sugar you eat, the more sugar you have in your bloodstream, the faster you age. So those are things that contribute to the health of your bucket, if you will, of your terrain. The third is, of course, you alluded to earlier, environment. Oh, my word, all of these chemicals that have been dumped on us since the 1960s with, as you mentioned, very few, really well-researched. And we only had a uh, research just a couple years ago of saying, hey, we've looked at these things individually, but it's time we look at them as a soup. How how do they affect us as a soup, right? That is... Study is just starting to happen, and IARC, IARC is sort of a third-party global cancer research and you know uh, um, consortium that started to look at this several years ago and said, oh boy, they're like it's almost so overwhelming. They don't even they haven't even started going there because you can take these things that look relatively innocuous by themselves, but you put them together and now they're toxic bombs.
1: It's a toxic synergism. Seeing. Toxic synergism.
2: Oh, holy. Fully, that is exactly what we're seeing. And so it's no longer whether or not you have toxicity, it's how bad is it? And how does it interact with your own epigenetics, right? We all have a different sort of threshold, and that is in our epigenetic wiring. And then the fourth one is our microbiome. Again, this is something that Western medicine really poo-pooed. I use that as a pun for a reason <laughs> for many, many, many decades. But but it's something that we now understand that our gut health, the critters that inhabit our GI tract, in fact, make up the majority of who we are. Right, and they're also the the signals to our neurotransmitters and to our immune system and to our hormonal health. So they play a much larger role than we ever knew imaginable. And despite the fact that Dr. Gershon, G-E-R-S-H-O-N, wrote a fabulous book in the 80s called The Second Brain, everyone yes. ridiculed him, just like they did Candace Perch. just like they've done all these others. He's another one who's waving his flag at the front of the uh, parade. Um, but basically, we've come full circle to say maybe the microbiome is even more impactful than we thought. And specifically in the cancer world, we don't respond well to chemotherapies If we have a disrupted microbiome, if we've had chemo, if we've had antibiotics within two months of chemotherapy, basically your chemotherapy won't work. I mean, things like that we're learning. We're like, oops, maybe we should take better care of our inner garden tube, you know, take better care of that. Number five is our immune system. Another thing that was really ignored in the field of oncology, in fact, we would say 20 years ago, hey, we've got to really work on your immune system. And the doctors would say, nope, that has nothing to do with this. Well, today, that is where we're putting all of our investment. All of our research dollars are going into immune therapies. And sadly, they work less than 20% of the time because doctors don't understand the rest of the terrain. They're still focused on the tumor. If you enhance the microbiome, if you enhance other aspects, such as vitamin D levels, which are critical to your immune response, if you lower your sugar intake, you are much more responsive to your therapies. PARP inhibitors, radiation, um, Keytruda, the, the immune therapies work much better in a low glycemic environment. Things like that today, we're now recognizing our immune system is dependent on other Factors. And vitamin D is one of the big ones. We've all been terrified of the sun. We all use soaps that take away, strip away the, the vitamin D that takes a few days to synthesize in our skin. We all cover up. You know, we stopped eating the, the foods that were rich in vitamin D, which were the backs fat backstrap and lard, you know, we've all kind of gotten afraid of that. And that's definitely damaged us. Even the World Health Organization and the National uh, Cancer Institute said that if you increased your vitamin D levels, if we optimized our vitamin D levels, we could cut all risk for disease by 70%. I mean, that's pretty significant. So the immune system is a huge player in all of this. And then we talked about inflammation, which should be pretty obvious. You know, 100 years ago, we died of infections. Today, we die of inflammatory processes. Cancer, for instance, is now the number one cause of death in affluent countries, that includes the U.S., whereas beforehand it had always been cardiovascular disease. And interestingly enough, things like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, even autism, which I know you work with, um, cancer, they're all mitochondrial diseases. They're all at the level that they get oxidized, they get stressed, they get too much sugar, and they get too little vitamin D. You know, these things make us vulnerable. And then we move into the sixth one or seventh one, which is angiogenesis and blood circulation, and that includes oxygenation. So a lot of us aren't perfusing well. We're not moving our bodies enough. We're not. Uh, you know, kind of kicking up and getting our breath really going. Most of us breathe very shallowly and not deeply into ourselves. Many of us have really poor circulation or take medications that make our circulation even more um, disrupted. And when we have poor oxygen levels, we also are a breeding ground for a lot of conditions, cancer being one, infections being another, um, and cardiovascular illness. And then, and also dementia, that plays a big role. If you're not getting oxygen to your brain, your noggin isn't working very well. And then we move into the hormones, which also tie into the environment. We're swimming in swimming pools of estrogens today, from the ho- hormones we're putting into our animals that we're eating to the plastics that are now just, I mean, we're eating a credit card a month on average. That's how much plastic we're ingesting, known endocrine disruptors, known hormonal disruptors in our body, as well as things like Roundup, the glyphosates we're putting on our crops to ripen our crops at a a timely fashion. Also changes our hormone expression. And then everyone's learned to believe that they need hormones exogenously to function appropriately. And yet the real issue is how their own hormones are being processed. And so we're, we're sort of adding more fire to the fuel, yeah, or fuel to the fire, I should say. Um, when we start to take a lot of exogenous hormones into the mix instead of correcting what's inside of us to begin with. And then the last two we alluded to before the break, which is stress response and circadian rhythms. That's a big one. So all the lights we're being exposed to, the stress of just thriving on the planet today. And then the final one, mental, emotional. So the impact of traumas and and experiences in our lives that are difficult um, on our emotional well-being.
1: Wow, you have really covered it thoroughly. And, um, (laughs) the you know, the epigenetics is a big deal. And one of my colleagues was actually on the team in the mid-90s doing cancer research where they discovered that genes can be plastic and that gene variants are plastic. And they are impacted by the environment. So when genetics meets the environment, that's when you get epigenetics. And I think that was very exciting. That was an exciting finding because it turned our understanding of genetics upside down. And I think that this opened up the door for people in the traditional medical community to say, whoops, we've been taught and we've believed That it's your genes. There's nothing you can do about your health because it's in your genes. And I think this was a door opener and a game changer. So you have covered so much information for us. Um, The 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 Terrain 10. And give us the name of your book again so people can avail themselves
2: of it. Sure. Thank you. The, the book is the, the Metabolic Approach to Cancer. And I do tell people all the time, even though that's the title, you could erase cancer and put in diabetes or osteoporosis or autism or cardiovascular disease or Alzheimer's. The, the point is that the diseases that take our lives today and, and give us our challenges today are based on this sort of, I I call it the mitochondrial bucket or the mitochondrial terrain. So it's based on these 10 aggravators that have come in and disrupted the health and vitality of of our our whole being. And so that book, even though we're focused on cancer, it could really be any of those topics. And my co-author is Jess Higgins Kelly, and she's also a nutritionist who um, even is on staff and has brought, been brought in to consult at places like Harvard and whatnot for uh, bringing in dietary help to help change that metabolic motor, the fuel sources that can both starve cancer and and also feed and nourish the cells that are healthy to keep them thriving.
1: Yes, yes, this is uh, you really have done this efficiently you've presented it efficiently and in an understanding manner and when we come to the last segment uh we're going to hear more from you and i know people are listening and interested so if you've just joined us and just tuned in i'm dana lake your host for the hour and we're with we come to you through village green apothecary Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this brief break with more fascinating information from Dr. Naysha Winters.
0: Available at Village Green Apothecary.
3: New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic. Made with the highest quality standards. Uncooked, untreated, unadulterated. Non-GMO certified, vegan, and gluten-free. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com.
0: Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function, in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProbiLardi is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green apothecary.
3: Magnesium is needed for more than 30 chemical activations from metabolizing food for energy to muscle contraction. Although it plays a massive role in the body, it's also one of the most common nutrient deficiencies. Pure Encapsulations Magnesium Glycinate offers a highly absorbable and gentle form of this important nutrient free from artificial ingredients, gluten, and GMOs. This product is available at Village Green Apothecary or online at myvillagegreen.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Have you ever wondered why the
2: cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function.
3: That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D-1000 and D-5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. We are here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., Tune in next week for more information on healthy living. And our guest today has been and continues to be Dr. Naysha Winters. She's a global healthcare care authority in integrative cancer research, and our subject is integrative oncology. She talked about the Terrain 10 and what how that impacts on our immunity, our health. Very important. And her book is called The Metabolic Approach to Cancer. Very important. Uh, this is a a critical book, in my opinion, for people who want to prevent cancer and those who are also dealing with cancer and active cancer treatments. So let's keep this conversation going, Dr. Naysha. Uh, let's yeah. talk a little bit about what you have found in diet, that is beneficial to the patient who wants to prevent cancer and the patient who's under cancer treatment.
2: Perfect. You know, this is such a a time and place in our world where we have access to food Every moment of every day, you know, and you can eat a papaya in Durango, Colorado in December, you know, or a pumpkin in Hawaii in, you know, July, like this is the world around us, we can have access to anything and everything. What that also does, and it throws off our inner chemistry as well as our fuel sources for the body because we're always feasting and we've forgotten that our body also needs to go through moments of famine or rest on our digestion and our in food intake, but we've also been made to feel terrified if we're even slightly hungry, right? So hunger really stirs up a lot of anxiety in us. So one of the things that we have found in some studies is that just a 44,000 women study from MD Anderson two years ago showed that they didn't even look at what the women ate. It wasn't about their diet itself, because we can get pretty dogmatic around this, and that can create more discourse. I want people to keep it simple here. What MD Anderson was able to show was that if women fasted for 13 hours or more a day, Their recurrence of breast cancer dropped 70%. Amazing. So, specifically, right? Right. And so, just like I said, they didn't care what they ate. They just were looking at the timing, the window in which they ate. So, that would just mean let's say you finish dinner at 7 p.m. and you do not put anything else outside of water, maybe just plain black tea or plain black coffee, nothing in it, until 8 a.m. the next morning, 13 hours. We have less than 12% of the American population is metabolically flexible. By that, I mean that less than 12% of the population could even comfortably and successfully do a 13-hour fast, okay? That means that everybody else is grazing sometime into the night, or first thing out of bed in the morning, or even getting up in the middle of the night to stuff something in their mouth. That is how broken our little mitochondrial metabolic wheels are. That's what I was alluding to earlier. So there is a way to treat very specifically with a therapeutic diet of very high fat, you know, 80 to 90% of the fat of your diet being fat, you know, 5 to 10% of the diet being protein and 0 to 5% of the diet being carbohydrate. It's a very restrictive and very focused diet that we use as a tool like a chemotherapy or like a surgeon's knife. And it's known as a ketogenic diet. And been utilized since the 1920s for epilepsy, and now the research worldwide is showing that it's very effective in a lot of other conditions from Alzheimer's to Parkinson's to cancer to diabetes, diabetes, obesity, the whole gamut of these mitochondrial dis- disorders. So that's one way. But you can also get metabolically flexible again with simple narrow window eating patterns. So shoot for 13 hours every day and work your way up. Maybe two or three times a week, you fast for 16 to 18 hours a day, meaning you eat within a six to eight hour window. This primes the pump and actually increases new mitochondria, which are your longevity organelles that are in each of your cells. These are what help the body keep moving down the road. This is our little ATP energy factories. They're also critical in the world of cancer to induce apoptosis, programmed cell death of cancer cells. Cancer becomes dangerous when it starts to ignore the signal to die. And that's what is under the control of our mitochondria. And our mitochondria function best when they're metabolically flexible, when they can utilize fat and or sugar as needed at will. Most of us, as I said before, are now stuck in the sugar-burning place. So strategies that are free, (laughs) that are available to all of us, is to start to be mindful of when you eat, how much you eat, and preferably to use some of the free online apps, such as MyFitnessPal or Chronometer, C-R-O-N-O-M-E-T-E-R, and start to plug in your food every day to see what your own ratios of fats, proteins, and carbohydrates are. And we would all do well to drop our carbohydrate level below 50 grams of carbohydrate a day. And that's that's, uh, net carbs, okay? Um, Because that's where we become incredibly metabolically flexible, and it actually becomes our bulletproof vest against all chronic illness. And for the most part, this is free, right? It's just a shift of maybe you not having bread and potatoes with every meal. Maybe you just increase your leafy greens instead. So for instance, last night we had salmon with cauliflower mashed potatoes. So instead of potatoes, we mashed up cauliflower with um, some great uh, farmer's market green beans and a beautiful Caesar salad. So you'll notice there, the majority of that meal was vegetables with some gorgeous wild caught Pacific salmon. And that is a very high um, vegetable, uh, high fat meal. And that was very, very minimal protein. It was like the size of a deck of cards of salmon and, and very, very low carbohydrate and very satisfying and delicious. That's where we would all be served best. You had asked earlier in the show to talk about other ways that people can sort of make themselves bulletproof. One of them is get some basic labs run. The three most important that I would look at for your overall longevity is your vitamin D3 level. Make sure it's well above 50. Your hemoglobin A1C, your goal is to get that under 5. And your C-reactive protein, make sure you order a quantitative high-sensitivity C-reactive protein, which is a marker of inflammation. You want that below one. If any of those are off, change them. Okay, Because they will change your overall prognosis, whether you have cancer or not. And they're also very helpful to prevent cancer. So if you're seeing that your vitamin Ds are low, your sugars are high, your CRP is high, you are really working hard to have a cancer progno- you know, diagnosis very soon. So change that. And those are things that you can do very proactively just to have those basic labs run. They should be covered by insurance. If not, they're not that expensive out-of-pocket. And then the final free thing is watch sunrise and sunset. Get your circadian rhythm back on track. Turn off your lights after sunset. Don't look at screens after sunset unless you have blue blocking glasses. Put everything on night mode. Maybe have red light bulbs in your house for anything you do after sunset or just do candlelight. That will change your circadian rhythm and your sleep hygiene, which will profoundly impact your hormonal and your blood sugar chemistry.
1: What a good idea and and some of this, <laughs> you know, some individuals may be already doing this. and exactly. we've been talking uh, with other guests about the importance of fasting and what right. you have said is exactly what we're hearing from some Great. of the other guests who recommend uh, fasting, something you can do at home. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what you've spelled out here in the importance of water consumption. Uh, yeah. I I am impressed with how basic this is <laughs> and how far nice. we, we have moved from primitive diets. And I, right. when I got interested in nutrition, the question I always asked, What have humans done since human time on Earth? Mm. I'll take, if I had to bet, I'd bet that gives me the best answer. Not what we've done in the last hundred years.
2: (laughs) You just gave me chills, exactly. And, and you know, it's interesting because the last several years in the Nobel Prize for Sciences, one of them was given to autophagy, to scientists who studied autophagy, which is basically the body's ability to take out the cellular garbage. And it happens when we're in a fasted state. So basically, we were getting the scientific community to say, hey, fasting is critical for longevity. The next year, the Nobel Prize went to scientists studying circadian rhythm. Right. So I'm telling you things that are well backed and well documented to the point where they're winning Nobel Prizes in the sciences to show that these are critical for our health and well-being. And then this year's uh, Nobel Prize went to researchers in immune therapies. Again, these are this was ignored. This man was even ignored and ridiculed for decades Um, Because of his work in immune therapies. And now there's even a documentary about him. He won a Nobel Prize. And this is that realm where we're like, wow, guys, our immune system is far more important than we ever knew it to be. And it's so related to our vitamin D levels, to our circadian rhythm, to our autophagy, to our um, microbiome, right? It's all about the terrain,
1: It certainly is, and that's a a good phrase to end this wonderful, (laughs) wonderful segment. Uh, We have had such good information from you, Dr. Naysha, and we hope to have you back on the show in the future. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on The Essentials of Healthy Living here on 1500 AM Uh, This is a reminder about Dr. Joseph Pizzorno's book, The Toxin Solution, how hidden poisons in the air, water, food, and products we use are destroying our health and what we can do to fix it. As our lives move forward, I'm always reminded that every day is a new day and every minute a new minute, giving us many opportunities to make positive health-enhancing choices and i i love this phrase the meaning of life is to find your gift the purpose of life is to give it away and i think many of our guests just like dr nash nasha are doing exactly this and please remember it's not the number of breaths you take it's the moments that take your breath away this is dana lake and village green Wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day.
0: 15 West Cedar Lane, or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.